Judging Book Covers podcast, a bi-weekly book club podcast where we are doing our 2020 uh, book challenge. I'm Megan Griffin, and as always, I am joined by my amazing co-host, Stephanie Cortez. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. You know, living in our <laughs> new super fun separated normal. <laughs> yes. I was debating going back to listen to our last episode to see if we even talked about it. I don't know that we did because... Like, shelter in place wasn't mandatory for you. Like, I don't no. know that we really talked about how crazy things were getting. Because yeah, now things have reached. Because I was still working in the office. I'm, now I'm working yeah. from home. I was already working from home. But it was more of a, because my boss was more thinking ahead than anything else. I still had. Which is good. Uh, visits planned. I still was supposed mm. to travel. That didn't get canceled until oh, yeah. last week. And even then <laughs> I was like, well, let's just talk, you know, April 1st about doing this. Mm. That's not going to happen either. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. So uh, for anybody who's not aware, because man, my favorite news story has been Jared Leto coming out of his meditation for X amount of days to find out that the world has changed because he didn't know what coronavirus was. What? Yeah, he like went into some like meditation retreats in the middle of the desert for two weeks and came out at some point. I want to say the last week, but man, I got to tell you, the last like three weeks have been 10 years to me and I don't really know when anything's happened in there. But uh, yeah, he came out and was like, the world is completely different. Oh my. Okay, so I did see where I think it was Germany's big brother. They had to interrupt. Yes filming to tell them because they didn't know and like the thing i saw said the only maybe the last time they did this was 9 11 oh my god but only because they had to interrupt for like the final three or four or whatever the hell it was but only because one of those contestants i think someone they knew a relative was missing oh my god after that yeah yeah i was was like what do you mean that's the only reason why i think you should that's the type of thing that you need to just like yeah pause yeah <laughs> but also you know, i think i saw big brother they were gonna do it like live on air of telling them i was like yes okay. it wasn't even like we're gonna tell you like so you know it was germany was going to broadcast it and that yeah but i also read brazil wasn't decided on if they were gonna tell them or not yet and canada they had decided to because they had started the canadian big brother had started to realize i guess when they kick someone up i've never watched big brother but when I haven't either. <laughs> I, don't even know out, I guess there's an audience there and they were starting to realize that they couldn't hear the audience because they had stopped the live audiences due to crowd control uh, several weeks prior. And they assumed that they had soundproofed something better. But yeah, uh, I guess like one kind of good to be a reality star because, man, they're probably the safest people right now. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I mean, I don't want to be on such a show, but no. I've also recently discovered Love is Blind. Have you watched Love is Blind? No, I haven't because I've heard very mixed things. So is it's it ridiculous. <laughs> this is kind of like everybody saying, but I'm like, is it a good ridiculous or is it like? A- oh, I loved it. I will okay. also tell you, okay, so this doesn't speak highly of the person and I'm not going to say their name. So in case you watch it, you'll know immediately who I'm talking okay. about. There is someone who drinks way too much. Okay, they all drink way too much. There's many times where you're like, okay, you're all just drunk. But there is one person, she drinks a lot of red wine. And that is what I bought from the store. Oh, no. So I was like, she got me wanting that red wine. But she has like the purple lips and like the slurry. Like she needs to 
calm it down. Um, no, I really liked it. And it's, uh, it's okay. The whole premise is like, is love blind? Can you, you, you've seen like the trailer for it maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I watched okay. like, I know that they're talking to each other. Cause I guess mm-hmm. they're, they add in an episode or there's another season, I guess we're like now that they've, they're together or they did a couple episodes where I, after, I don't know, maybe a wedding. I did see an advertisement for it. Yeah. Okay. Or something they're on like, Netflix. They date. There's like ten days in this facility, and some okay. of the, they use that word facility, where they date in the pods, and you will hear the word, the phrase, the pods mentioned seventy billion times. Okay. Um, so you're in a pod. The guy is in a pod, and you can hear them, but you can't see them. So okay. the idea is, is love blind? Like, can you fall in love with someone sight unseen? You will also hear that speech a million times. <laughs> sure. um, so basically, if you fall in love. And the guy, because we're doing the heteronormative, like, stereotypical bullshit where the guy has to propose. If the guy proposes and you say yes, still not seeing each other, they will then unveil it and let you see them. And then it's only for, like, a few minutes. I think the first couple got engaged on day, like, four or five. You don't have to wait the full ten days. But still. Yeah. Okay, there's one couple I was rooting for. The rest, I was like, I'm just here for your mess and your craziness. And <laughs> then there was I one couple watch. where I was like, okay. you're just boring, and I keep forgetting that you are here. <laughs> like, oh, I will also say, okay, so I know you know, but I'm getting divorced, and I'm dating someone. It's my best friend. We took a BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed quiz about who you should be with on, like, Love is Blind. Yeah. I got the guy in the couple that you root that it's like everyone's rooting for this one couple. Okay. I got the guy in that couple and he got the woman in that couple. And I was Aww. like, Oh my heart. <laughs> okay. That is adorable. <laughs> and that is enough to make me watch this. I will watch it. Next. It made me so happy. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is ridiculous. Um, oh, I'm so jaded so when it comes to love. And it's like, like, well, I, I don't know if this is going to help because, <laughs> I mean, I don't know either, but I've, I've had enough that's helped and hurt and whatever. And like, I'm very set in my ways um, about things. But like, and I, I and, and such a thing of like, this is how I feel. And I am willing to listen to how anybody else is about it. Like, I don't think you should marry someone that like, it, you know, the whole marry your best friend kind of thing. I think that isolates you from and and that's a very long conversation. But um, not to say you, the way that... You know, I think people try to like pretend that the person is their best yeah. friend. Like, it just feels like this is what I need to say because everyone else is saying exactly. it. When in reality, it's fine that you're not marrying your best friend. Yeah, like, like it's fine. It's fine. Like the difference is that you guys were friends first, mm-hmm. and he stepped into that role before he ever stepped into another role. Um, but like my best friend is has been around for ten years, and. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not going anywhere. He's going to stay yeah. in that role, and yeah. and that's fine. I don't want my significant other to be in that role. Anyways, um, these are the kind of things that people are like. And this is why you're single. Um, yeah. Well, no, because like it's true. Like you don't have. I feel. And I, I'm trying to think of anyone on Love Is Blind has said there is someone who said that you could could be my best friend. Not you are, because it's been like five seconds. But right? you could be. Um, but the rest of them, I don't remember like them saying that. So at least they don't fall into that. 
but the whole experiment is can you fall in love with some because then the other thing is what do you they know then about get a to go in 10 days what do you know about a per- oh. or four or five because i some of them got engaged before the 10th day they go on a trip together after like the unveil and everything they get to go on a trip and then they have to go back okay. home and then they live together, but they live together. Like, and if I didn't realize it was going to go beyond the pods, like I thought it was just okay. Like, so a, that's it'll be, what it would I was be that, saying. and then okay. re- no, it, it goes beyond that to like them meeting the families, and then the wedding, and then it has to be written in their contracts where they can't tell the person the answer until they're at the altar for dramatic purposes. Okay. <sighs> oh my god, <laughs> these weddings. I just. <laughs> Ooh, I have some feelings that I cannot disclose until you watch the show, okay, so I can tell I, you which people are triggering which feelings. But it's and then there's a reunion show too. Oh, God, oh man! I will turn oh, off Community man. briefly to watch this. Only I briefly because this. Community is also great. Yes. This it's just like good, like it's just ridiculous trash TV. So now okay, is. that is also so I watched that with my boyfriend, and we are now watching Ninety Day Fiance. Oh my God! It's insane. Why? Just to kind of prove to yourselves, like, hey, we're going to be quarantined together for a little while. Like, let's just watch all this trash. Yeah. (laughs) I was, I really am curious how many people are going to come out of this divorced or like, well, like, okay. I don't know um, if you saw it, um, but New York. uh, So I live in New York and we are um, like getting more and more locked down for anybody who's listening. And again, who isn't aware of what's going on. Um, we're kind of considered the epicenter for the U.S. It's bad. Um, and mm-hmm. I am immunosuppressant, or sorry, immunocompromised and on immune suppressant medication. So I have stared at my 500 square feet for quite a bit over the past two weeks. Um, so they put out something on safe sex during quarantine because... Um, Understandably, a lot of people are going, hey, how is this transmitted? And mm-hmm. um, my best friend sent it to me because he was cracking up at it. And I, so I read it and started cracking up because um, it's like the best sex to have right now is the safest sex, which is with yourself. Like just what? like this. Can, so this can be transmitted through saliva and um, through no rimming right now either. Like it can be transmitted. Transferred through fecal matter, apparently. So okay, it was okay, like so no kissing, no rimming. Yes. Okay. What else? <laughs> and then oh it's my God. like so it's like the safest sex right now is with yourself. If you have a significant other, like pull out Skype kind of thing, and you know phones are great. It doesn't say all this, but it's like the safest sex is with yourself. If you want to go past that, then the safest sex is whoever you live with. Which, of course, for most people in New York is going to be a roommate, mm-hmm. not a significant other necessarily. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's causing a lot of cracking up. But I will say they are surprisingly open minded because there's a lot of stuff about like, if this is how you get your income, mm-hmm. it's a good time okay. to not like maybe turn off dating apps. Basically, it was like, mm-hmm. we don't recommend this kind of stuff right now, mm-hmm. you know. We'll get through it because, you know, kissing is transmitting it. So, it, yeah, I mean, like a lot, like if I was sick, just had a cold, I could transmit it to someone yeah. just by kissing. So I would assume that. But like yeah. I was um, my coworkers and I, we had that like a virtual 
like beer hour, like happy hour type of thing on Friday, except I was on late coverage, so I had soda. Um, but one of us, we were joking around about how, you know, nine months from now, there's going to be a lot of, lot of Corona oh, yeah. babies. <laughs> a lot of little Corona babies. Little, it's going to be generation Corona. girls named Coronita. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be great. We've already named the generation. It's going to be fine. Yep. 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 What is nine so, like, months no, from now? December? December. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, poor. I'm a December baby, and it's rough winter. You know, winter. Yeah. It like messes up your birthday. Although global warming, maybe you won't have snowstorms and ice storms taking out your birthday. But I do really like the fact that like people are doing studies to show how much pollution is dropping. uh, The canals. Yeah, in Italy and in China, Mm -hmm. uh, air pollution as well. Oh wow. Um, if anything, like. That's going to be awesome, especially for, mm-hmm. you know, New York City. It'll be great. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I do have questions, though, for people with how much they're buying these Lysol wipes. Did you not clean your apartments before? And also, <laughs> did you not wash your hands before? Because... Well, so, I guess the thing is, is that most people, when they wash their hands, you kind of just do it for a few seconds and you're good to go. Um, no. I, <laughs> but I know this because people virus me. do this. When you hear yeah. them in the bathroom and it's like, did you turn on the water? Did you? I don't even oh, know if you I did heard that. Like the la- the second to last day, what ended up being, I think, the second to last day in the office, I was in the stall and heard someone leave their stall and then leave. And I was like, I didn't hear any water. No. No, and no. I was like, you're not paying attention to what's going on in the world. You can't wash your hands. I mean, you should be washing your hands no matter what, all the time. You should be, But you yes. can't do it even now. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, it's, yes. Um... But I am washing mine much longer than I was before. Because mm-hmm. I think now they're saying it was like originally 20 seconds and now it's 40 seconds or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know. I did see some like video. I can't remember who shared it. It might have been Kristen Bell. Where they basically put gloves on and put like black on. And so they wash their hands the typical way you would wash and showed, look at all these spots that I'm missing. This okay. is why you need to do like the, the hand washing instructions and don't forget the thumbs and like. Yeah. Just, like, to show how you Go can mi- miss fingers. so many spots. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. No, I, um, so, okay, so that's the other thing is, like, everybody's talking about toilet paper stuff. I legit went to the grocery store a week ago today, I think was the last time I went. It might have been Saturday. And grabbed scrubbing bubbles. They they had a box of scrubbing bubble wipes at the top. And so I grabbed something and knocked it down and took two packages. I was like, I'm not going to take them all. Yeah. But like when I was checking out, you could see the woman being like, hold on, we still have these. Should I go? Over <laughs> you could just see right. the contemplation in her face because I, I was low on wipes. Yeah. Because like if oh, I I'm low on the wipes, but I've yeah. got like spray cleaners. No, I have spray cleaners and stuff all around the apartment. Like, thank God. Because um, mm-hmm. I tend to forget what I have. So I end up buying cleaning supplies and I'm like, why do I have yeah. seven bottles of this shit? I've done that. And so, then in Corona time, you're like, oh, that's good. Yeah. No, yeah. I pulled out all the cleaning supplies. Um, but like yesterday I went outside and then I pulled out my phone and was like, and I was like, oh crap. (laughs) So by the time I got home, I had to come in, wash my hands and then I cleaned my phone and then I cleaned Mm -hmm. whatever I got from the grocery store and then I Mm -hmm. cleaned the door and then I had moved the deodorant so that I could wash my hands. So I had to clean off the deodorant and my credit cards and Mm -hmm. I was just like, okay. It's exhausting. Yeah, it is exhausting. But like, I 
the Clorox wipes are the easiest things, and I'm, yes. I know I'm getting low on those, or I think I have the Lysol wipes, whatever. I know I'm getting low on those, and I'm not going to be able to find those for several weeks at this no. point, so I'm trying not to use them. I forgot I have, like, the same type of thing, like, in a travel pack in my car, because years and years ago, I once read that the most disgusting surface to touch is the handle of the gas pump. Oh, and that's smart. I was like, smart. oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Never thought of that, so I've kept those in my car ever since then to clean yeah. off the thing. So I used those the other day when I had to go out to the stores like we were talking about before we started. So like that. And then my hand sanitizer in my purse. And yep, it's a lot. Yeah. All my hand sanitizers at my office. Cause I, you know, come in from the subway and then I do a hand sanitizer and I usually mm-hmm. wash my hands while I'm at home. So, and yep. now they're telling you to like, I was reading a story about quarantining mail you know, like, cause Ooh, shit. there's not really that. a, not the U S postal service is still considered essential. And there are still people who are working who could be sick. And there have been people that have been found out to be sick. And so when um, you quarantine your mail, what it like, do they mean like, put just it, don't touch it for three days. Just put it somewhere and don't touch it for three days. Yeah. Put it somewhere. Okay. Don't either. Yeah. Open it or just put it somewhere and you know, because um, I, I know it's can survive for 24 hours on cardboard. Uh, I don't think mm. they've figured out how much long it can survive on paper. So it's more of like mm. a precautionary thing. 24 hours to mm-hmm. 72 hours. Um, <laughs> I haven't read how long it survives on clothes because I just can't take that yet. Yeah. So, but I did. Like, <laughs> I went out yesterday because now in New York they're mandating that if you are... Um, suppressed or if you have any kind of issues you need to cover your mouth well you can't buy masks like i've never right. i didn't buy any because i had that thought of what if i get sick even if it's just a cold yeah and i need to go to the store i can't i'm not gonna be able to find a mask to no. put it on like no my friend suggested this running mask thing they're sold out until mid-april like yep, it's that sounds right yeah it's you can't find anything that is geared towards covering your face Mm-hmm. outside so my mom sent me a link of things it's like they tested materials um so that you could find uh so apparently a vacuum bag is the best thing if you don't have <laughs> i don't have i don't have a vacuum <laughs> damn it yeah a, i'm just gonna go buy some bags randomly no vacuum um, bags are also fairly sold out on amazon oh, because God this damn image it. has been out for a few days and uh, yeah, but basically a bandana is only going to do 50%. That's what I like. My coworker had to go to the emergency room in like the middle of the night because her son, who's never stood up in his crib, so they haven't lowered it, yeah, decided to stand up and then proceeded to basically fall out of it. Oh no. So he didn't have any the rib, he has no he didn't he wasn't bleeding, he had no bruising, he but has still. no marks, no bumps, no nothing, which is unnerving so i'm like maybe he flipped and landed on his ass like what um but they wanted to bring it because like when they picked him up he seemed like a little dazed so she was like maybe we gotta go to the fucking emergency room in the middle of a pandemic so she like bandana scarf for her and her husband left him in the car with well one of them stayed in the car with him right and then she went and told them what was going on until it was time for him to be seen yeah but i was just like oh like they're even in, in case you aren't paying attention if you do think you have it call before you go um they're gonna ask you questions and honestly unless you can't breathe or if you're having trouble breathing you're probably either gonna get told that you're not gonna get a test or that there's no reason to come you're not gonna have a reason to go to the hospital yeah 
everybody stay safe. We're going to get through this. We are. We are. We are. It's just going to take a little bit of time, but people have to stay safe and make good choices so it's not as long of a time as it could be. Exactly. Um, actually, there was a, I was looking at a map. Someone's put together a website that's like by state. We're like mm-hmm. the last day that to do something. And um, it was like, a, it's a chart of like where the peaks are. Like if you do nothing, if you do the like kind of stay at home if you do the complete stay at home if you or if you shut down like china did and like Mm. where the peak changes and stuff so that was kind of cool uh a lot of states times have passed so Mm. yeah so um but because of that uh that's kind of been all that i've been paying attention to so we did have books that we were (laughs) supposed to read while (laughs) Uh, between episodes, um, I can tell you right now, I did not read. Oh no, <laughs> mine. Uh, which it, like I was supposed to read Unstoppable Wasp, which if I was going to read anything, it was going to be that. And it's probably yeah. one of the happiest characters that I could have read. So, uh, but you were going to read the second, um, third, third. Sorry, third Kingdom of. Yeah. I can't even think of the series. It's name. A- the Inheritance series and K. Jemison's Inheritance series, Inheritance The Kingdom series. of Gods, Thank is you. the third book. And I did read it. I will say I barely finished because my job has had me working from home for the last week and a half. So I'm not on the train to do my hour of reading in the morning yes. and hour of reading at night. So I didn't finish it until like, not last night, but the night before. Yeah. Um, it was really good, though. Okay, I good. really, really like this series and I'm totally going to reread it. <laughs> So awesome. good. Um, the third one, Sia, Sia, the trickster god. Yes. Godling. Sorry, the godling. It's basically his story, like still set like after the events of the first two books. Yeah. So we're quite a ways away removed from like the events of the first book, like um, Tavril, the guy who becomes the head of the Aramaries and at, at the end of the first one. Yeah. He is long dead. Like we're, oh, we, so we we're are talking beyond. way later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, years and years. Um, it's so good. Oh my god! There's this one scene where I'm like, I want you to make this a movie, but I don't want you to ruin the story. But I want you to make <laughs> this a movie so that I can see just this entrance that he does. Um, it's a very violent entrance, we'll say, oh. that I think would be really impressive on screen. But also, don't ruin the movie. <laughs> yeah, I kind of hope that uh, I, I. I'm sure it has the rights have been bought. Um, I think it'd be a good TV series too. If the right yeah. people on the right channel gets it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was really, really good. Really enjoyed it. I love the the mythology, the gods. Like, I love the whole thing. That's awesome. I'm going to be rereading this a lot. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to have to. Yeah. That is on my list of things to finish. I have got to really stick to trying to read next week. Yeah. I know. I yeah. spoilers. I don't know what I'm gonna say that I'm reading next. That's not for the yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do not know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we did both read. Well, I read. You've read this previously. Yes. Um, recently. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the book for this week. We did a book that was translated. Uh, we read "Like Water for Chocolate" by Laura Esquivel, um, which. You've read multiple times. This is like, would you say this is one of your favorite books or? Yes, I've read it at least. I don't remember how much I read it when I was younger. I reread it within the last, it might have been January, probably January, February-ish. It was 
I think I might have said it on the podcast that it was one I was reading that was not for the podcast. I don't remember yeah. when, though. Um, it's so good. And the movie, there is a movie. And I watched that when I was sick in February, so the week of Valentine's Day. I don't remember when I watched it during that week. And parts of it kind of came back to me. I was like, I feel like I watched this either in Spanish class or like on my own. Um, but I didn't, the, just certain things looked familiar, but the book, I love, 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 love the book. So would you recommend the yes. movie? Yeah. I mean, the movie, there's definitely parts that are very close to where they don't really change anything. Okay. Um, I would recommend it. Yeah. Just okay. to give, just to give, just, there's parts where I just kind of want to punch Pedro in the face, but you know. <laughs> well, I feel that way occasionally in the book too. But, yeah, so yeah. that's true to form. <laughs> yeah. uh, is it in Spanish, the movie? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah, and there's uh, uh, subtitles, right? There's subtitles, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope so, because I don't know enough Spanish to... I can watch it. And just yeah, because like, I was laying on the couch, and I was like, oh, yeah, I have to pay attention to this, because there's subtitles. Yeah. Okay. And it was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is, that um, worth but that's how I watched it. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. I've bought so many movies. That's not true. I've bought yeah. two movies. Um, but I have, like, uh, actually, you like horror movies. Shudder is doing, mm-hmm. apparently, a monthly promotion. They're not sponsoring okay. this episode. Maybe I should drop this. I don't know. Um, but it's a 30-day free trial. Oh, uh, nice. Of their horror movie. But, yeah, I bought Cats, and I bought Knives <laughs> Out. Oh, Knives Out. I just want to see Chris Evans in those sweaters. I, know, so <laughs> I bought it because uh, um, uh, Alex and Tim haven't seen it yet. So it's oh. like, cool, I can make you watch it. Yes. We and like Water for Chocolate is still on Netflix. Oh, yes. Okay, good. Um, cool. That will... Okay. Um, that'll have to go on my list of things to watch because... Yeah. That list is that time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I really enjoyed this book. I, I already Yay. plan on rereading it when I'm in a better headspace um, mm-hmm. and where I can focus. Um, and I should actually go ahead and buy a copy of it because I really did enjoy it. Um, and it was enough magical realism, but it wasn't like when we read. Uh, Hundred Years of Solitude. Oh my god! Because also, at least in this one, not a thousand, right? Hundred, one hundred, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because at least in this one, people have different names. Yes, so exactly. You can keep track of who we're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then I had a moment where I was like, about halfway through or something, I was like, the way it starts, mm-hmm. it sounds like someone's telling someone else's story, mm-hmm. and then. I was like, maybe I got that wrong. <laughs> and that was the point I was like, I already know that I need to reread this. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. So. Yeah. Have you no, made... you're right. Because it's. Oh, go ahead. The great niece. It's Tita's great yeah. niece who's telling the story. But like, you only hear her voice essentially at the beginning and then the very end. Yeah. Because you really just launch into the story. And there's no more mention of my great aunt Tita. Like, it's just okay. it's Tita this and like, we're going through and stuff. So. Okay. I was. I didn't make that up. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Um, have you made any of the recipes in this book? I have not, okay. but like some of them, some like of them these Christmas good. rolls, like a lot of these sound really, really good. Yes. Um, I love that. I love, so I find cooking shows very soothing. I do too. 
I, I will just lay down and watch the barefoot contessa go to town. Like chopped makes me a little nervous yeah. and anxious for them, but I will still watch the hell out of it and watch episode after episode mm-hmm. after episode. Um, but love cooking shows, love baking, love, um, great British bake off has a special place in my heart yes. forever and always. So I love that it's very food based. And did you see the Sarah Michelle Geller movie simply irresistible? I did. It's very much, or that is very much like this book where emotions get poured into food and the people who consume the food feel those emotions. Yes. That was the other movie I was trying to remember. Yeah. I've been wanting to rewatch that now because of this. It is. I I feel like I've watched it in the past. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've watched it since I moved up here, but I know I've watched. I feel like either I remembered it existed because of something else recently, but yeah, I, I. It's a terrible movie, but I know. But there's like, isn't there like a crab, yeah, like a magic the, crab. Yeah, it's like her friend. I don't know. The crab's like in there, and like I don't think she can cook. And then the crab shows up, and suddenly she can magically cook, and everything makes people. Yeah. 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 I was also thinking of the uh, the Johnny Depp movie Chocolat. Um, I've never actually seen that movie. <laughs> doesn't it's doesn't follow the same story thing but it had Mm. kind of like a similar feel about it um excuse me that at first i was like is that the like white watered down version of this book Mm. um because i think it came out in late 90s early 2000s uh and it is not it is a different but yeah simply irresistible i would not actually be surprised if it was loosely Loosely, yeah. loosely based on this. Man. Yeah. We got to find that movie. I remember, it. yeah, I remember watching that. I don't know. I, I'm going to guess that that's not streaming anywhere. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Came out in 1999. I am, okay, hold on. Is this to rent or to buy from Amazon for $15? Because, no. So YouTube, I think it says from three ninety nine. So I'm assuming that's the rental price. But yeah, you can rent it. Amazon, Amazon Prime is fifteen dollars. Amazon doesn't have a rent option. Yeah, it does. I don't know. This is just what I found through Google. But I'm like, there's got to be a cheaper option. There is. You can rent it for four dollars. I might rent it, especially now with not being able to go out. Oh yeah, yeah. We've I've rented so many movies. I basically, I I told my friends I was like, here's everything that I have streaming service wise. Pick yeah. something to watch. And we finished oh my. the High School so, Musical series. We finished the High School Musical series. Which was, I was just going to tell you that I introduced my boyfriend to the High School Musical series. <laughs> I, sorry, just want to specify the, the movies. We have, I haven't watched the, the movies. TV show yet. Okay. I know. The original three movies. Yes, yes. The end period, end of yes. introduction. Because I haven't actually seen anything beyond that. Yeah, there's a oh. TV series that someone explained to me at one point what it's about. But I don't remember. It's not a retelling that I know. It's like a okay. It's it's a spinoff in some way, but anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, because so, there was a lot of yelling about the fact that she was trying to decide if she should throw away Stanford for a boy, and all of us being like, "Oh, honey, go to Stanford." Yes. Because oh, you're probably just gonna break up anyway. <laughs> yes. Granted, I remember that time and feeling like you're gonna probably exactly. get married and be together forever. Yes. Go to Stanford. Exactly. Um, Taylor wasn't trying to give up Yale for Chad. She didn't once no. consider that. Taylor is the best character. 
Uh, no, Team Kelsey all the way. Oh, I do love Kelsey. Yes. She's so great. Yes. And yeah. also my favorite song for for now and forever will always be Bet On It. The, the, yes. It's, it's so good. It's just the, it's very like Kevin Bacon in Footloose. Yes. But with singing. Very And like the spinning vibe. and the very like precise hand yes. movements as he's dancing. It's so good. I also like his um, scream. I'm going to scream. Number three. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not as great as Bet on It, but no, still. Bet good. on It, I think, is actually like one that I have on Spotify. Um, oh, I got. I have all three albums saved to my Spotify thing because yes. If I, had I don't know the first one as well. And, like we're watching. This. <laughs> you should join. Uh, next time. Yes. Yes. But yeah, because no, I don't have Disney Plus, but he does, and I can't remember even how this came up in conversation. But he had never seen them, and I was like, "Well, we're doing this." No, I remember making my high school boyfriend watch number one with me. Mm -hmm. um, and then number three came out s before a year. It was like within the year after I graduated high school. So three was like very emotional for me because I had just graduated mm -hmm. and was mm -hmm. like, oh, I feel this. I feel this in my bones yeah. kind of thing. And I worked at a theater. Uh, but yes, it was, I was like, oh, I was totally a Gabriella, you know, like. <laughs> this my high school boyfriend's the one and now i'm like 100 percent taylor all the way <laughs> yeah like i the thing is i always like my high school we would talk about getting married and in the back of my mind just perfectly real i was just like i'm not gonna leave had sex with one person that's not happening yeah. so i knew that that in the back of my mind it wasn't gonna happen that we weren't getting married <laughs> um but i do remember also going to see the third one in theaters it was me my dad my stepmom and my two little brothers and then my cousin Jen came, like, she left her kids at home to go see this without them. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that is the way to do it. Oh, so good. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know how we got onto that. I'm not going to lie. Me neither. I have no idea. All right. But uh, somehow oh, we, we got there from Irresistible. Yeah. Which I'm going to have to now rinse. Yes. So, all right. So. This book is divided into, it, it does have actual chapters, but each chapter is a month, um, which I really appreciated. Yes. And I meant to look and see if this was originally published um, as like a monthly. And I don't think it was. Hmm. I don't think so either, but that's a good question. Double checking. Because uh, the way that it reads is at the end of each chapter is kind of like, and we're going to stop here join us again next month where we're going to talk about this recipe and what happened with mm -hmm. my family during this time. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, it was curious if it was kind of one of those vibes of uh, actually published that way, but it, it looks like it was published entirely together. Um, yeah. And they do have the recipes as recipes, which I also enjoy. Mm -hmm. I'm also a really big fan of like the cozy mystery series that when they have recipes, mm -hmm. I like that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to see if I have any ingredients for any of these and <laughs> something to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it is named for each chapter is a month of the year, but it's not over a year. Right. Um, it takes place over quite a period of time, actually. Yeah. Um, 
and it is about a family that oh man I should have talked to you before we started to pronounce these <laughs> De La Garza names. De La Garza okay so yeah. it's the De La Garza family and the youngest daughter is born uh Tita yep Tita and in this family when the youngest daughters or the youngest daughter is not to marry she has to take care of her mother until her mother dies yep so basically yeah forget your life if you're the youngest daughter you don't get to if you want to get married and have a family you can't do that because you have to take care of your mother until she dies so short of murdering her (laughs) just you're stuck (laughs) i do truly appreciate that like this is acknowledged as being strange and like there are some questions of like you know it's like well then when i think she's like talking about like tita is thinking about her aunt and it's like well who takes care of her then if she can't marry and have kids that Uh, was my question like does she then just go to one of her sisters or like a great maybe the youngest great niece that or her youngest niece then would get stuck with her i it's a good question. Yeah, it's like it's and it's not really it's not quite answered. Um Yeah. And then there was I had the question of why can't she just get married and you move in with her? Like a lot of families do that when their right. parents get older, you move in with them. Um like that's Yeah. I was about to say that's acceptable. There's nothing not acceptable about this. It's just you know, I just am against I telling mean, someone they can't fall in love. Right. Right. It's very like yeah. Um, so (laughs) but we learned that so tita was born basically in the kitchen or close Mm -hmm. to the kitchen basically the story is she was so always been so sensitive to onions that even when she was in the womb she would sob uncontrollably yes like her mom would mama elena would feel her like belly moving um but she was born in the kitchen like on the kitchen table before mama elena could even like go anywhere yeah so the kitchen is like her place that is her domain for sure yes um and Um, then it kind of jumps to when she's about 15 um yeah they live on a ranch in mexico uh it's near the border if i remember correctly i think so yeah because san antonio is meant well texas is huge (laughs) so yeah (laughs) i actually don't know exactly where san antonio is in relation to I feel like that's one of the more southern cities, but I've only been to Texas once. Me too, and that was years ago. Same. Um, she has two older sisters, um, Gertrudis and Rosara. Uh, yeah, Rosaura. Uh, She's the oldest. Okay. Yeah, Rosaura is the oldest, I think, and then Gertrudis. I think you're right. Because uh, it would make sense that if they are that strict about the youngest can't marry, then you're going mm-hmm. to marry off the, the oldest first. The oldest first, yeah. Yeah. Um, and their neighbor uh, is has a kid named Pedro. I say kid because she's 15. Um, I right, they are children. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we ever get his age technically, but... I'm going to just hope it's near, near yeah. that. <laughs> it doesn't feel creepy at any point. Right. Um, and they fall in love at first sight. Yeah, San Antonio is kind of southern. Sorry, okay. I was just looking no, it up on the map. <laughs> um, so she falls in love at first sight and eventually realizes that he is also in love with her. And he is going to come and ask for her hand. Right. And I believe that's when she's making the Christmas rolls, which is yes. the recipe for yes. this month. Um, and Mama Lynn is like, 
no, we're not having this. Mama Lynn is not messing around. She's not entertaining this. She flat out tells Tita, get it out of your head. Yep. You're not getting married. Nope. I guess the youngest sister eventually joins someone because Notch is there. So Notch is the cook. Oh, whoops. For some reason, I thought she was the and. Sister. Yeah, no, not just the cook. She's the one who, because, so two days after Tita was born, her father died of a heart attack and Mama Lena's milk dried up because of shock. Yes. So Nacha, the cook, was in charge of feeding her. So that's another reason why Tita was in the kitchen all the time. Okay. Um, it's not just the cook and then uh, Gencha, she's the maid. Okay. Um, yeah. I forgot that her dad died after, two days after she was born. But do you mm-hmm. remember why he died? Uh, it says heart attack, and then we find out a little more later. Yeah. Which that I loved. Yeah. Um, so good. So scandals. Tita sends word to Pedro not to come um, mm-hmm. through his brother, and he comes anyways. Mm-hmm. As one does. You know, love <laughs> is going to conquer all, right? Yes, exactly. Except for that it doesn't, because Pedro... Um, her mother is like, well, you can marry her sister. Yep. She offers up Rosaura and she says that she's only two years older, so it's fine. And he says yes. And it's at first it's kind of like, well, how much did you really love Dita? Yes. You know, but then we find out um, he just did this so he could be close to her. Anyway, that he could be close because he wouldn't be able to be close to her if he wasn't in the family. So now right. he's going to be in the family. So we're just like, right. okay. Crafty, crafty. And there's some, uh, they, huh. okay. So Pedro is going to marry Rosaro to stay close to Tita. Um, yeah. And for some reason, Tita decides to help make the cake. Or no, she's forced to by her mother. She gets forced to because yeah. her mom, like, as I was writing up my notes all of a sudden, I was like, my mom is a bitch. And then mm-hmm. boyfriend was like, wait, what's happening? And I explained a little bit about the story. And I was like, she's being a bitch because... Tita tries to say she has a headache to not help with the wedding feast. Yep. And her mom's like, no, you're going to help. And then may help make forces her to make the cake. So the next month we're in February and it's the Chavela wedding cake. And she's being forced to help Nacha do also the, the food preparation too, the food, food, and then also the cake. Um, Which is and so this is, it, it's so unfair, but this is the first time that we get a sense of, Tita's connection with the food that she makes because yes. she cries into the cake batter and then A, it won't thicken. So not just like, get out because we're not going to be able to finish this. So she finishes it. And then I think she has to do, she has to help with the icing maybe. And I don't know if she's angry at the time. So, but basically... Yeah. She, like, they can't get it to bring up. sick? But all that she adds is her tears. Right. And so, so basically... It's like this overwhelming every, grief, I guess. Right. And everyone who eats it starts crying. Even they yeah. say Mama Lena's crying, who didn't shed one tear when her husband died. She's crying. Yeah. Um, and like Nacha had, I guess, done a taste test or something because she is violently ill and can't go to the wedding. Um, so Tita's right, like, alone having to deal with all the food. Um, right. Some people get sick too, though, and vomit. Yes. Like Ros- Rosaura's yeah. big concern is not getting vomit on her wedding dress and she like runs off. Yes. Uh, and except for Tita, Tita's fine. She eats it and she's fine. <laughs> yes. And so Mama Elena thinks that Tita has poisoned uh, the food. Um, right. And she knows that the only extra ingredient that was added was her tears. And mm-hmm. 
the but there's nothing she could do about it because Nacha ends up dying. Right. And I think too that's when Pedro like Nacha overhears Pedro telling his dad or his uncle or whoever why he said yes, yes. to the proposal with Rosaura when they're leaving the house. Um and Nacha overhears and tells Tita but she doesn't want to get her hopes up. So at the wedding that around then is when like after it, I think, is when he tells Tita why he said yes, so that he could just be right. close to her. And she's going to tell Nacha, and she finds Nacha holding a picture, I think, of her... Her fiancé. Which, her that fiance. must have been why I thought it was her sister, because uh, yeah. I, I guess the assumption is that she didn't marry. Yeah. Um, and she, yeah, she had passed. Um, so, yeah. That's the first sense that we get of emotions being poured into the food. <laughs> and then... And that how... Too that each, I mean, you see it in the first one too, but you'll see like basically each food, whatever recipe is being presented at the beginning of the chapter is going to play a major part essentially, or be made for some major event or thing that's happening in their lives. Um, like the next one, March quail and rose petal sauce. Who's this, this one? one? Uh, so this one uh, is this. There was discussion of the wedding night, and. The fact that um, they did not consummate the marriage until much later. And uh, basically he does. Oh, because she was sick too, remember? Huh? Because she was sick. Because the food, Rosado was sick. So he was like, no, no, it's fine. Let's just cuddle. I want you to feel better. (laughs) Until she's basically like, I'm not sick anymore. Right. It's been like a month or two. It was a while. I can't remember how long, but it it was a while. It was definitely a while. Uh, And it's kind of one of those things where... He's like, okay, we're going to do this just to have a kid. Um, Right. Right. He is strictly in it for the procreation purposes with her. I think he actually prays to God and basically says that at some point, which like, can Uh, you imagine? Can you imagine being in your room and your husband's like, okay, but I guess also different times. But at the same, different times, maybe she just thinks he's saying his like bedtime prayers, asking for blessings to the family. Because this, it does happen in the movie. That's how I remember that he did pray specifically to yeah. have a baby this one time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I am only having sex to have children. Right. Whereas like, most people are like, let's just hope this one time without protection means no baby. He's yeah. like, just come on, God. <laughs> oh. Are you watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah. this season? No. So... I watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I never fully caught all the way up. Oh, okay. And then I just didn't keep going. I love it, and I need to. I need to. Yeah. No. I've seen some stuff, so I've, like, spoiled on some people getting married and, like, certain things oh, happening. Oh, so you so. up. Okay. No. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Never mind, then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you so. can say it. Whatever it is, you can say oh, it. Oh, no, no, no. I just feel like a, a lot of the current season um, is Amy and Jake trying to, you know... Um, have a baby and I like oh okay uh they they have some struggles and they talk about what they can do you know it's I like it It, there's I got a lot of complaints about it because um you've watched some of it so Amy's the kind of person that like she's not gonna marry someone not knowing if they want a child or not I'm sorry right she's very yeah meticulous and precise and research she researches things yeah so they had an episode last season where like it's like oh you don't want to have kids, but I want to have kids, but we're married and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hmm, this is at the wrong mm. place and wrong time. Mm-hmm. So. Um, or for the wrong characters. Yes. So, but yeah, just going through the whole, like, you know, it's not just going to happen, you know, 
it's always for the wrong people that it just happens the first time. Yeah. So. I mean, we tell teenagers it can it only takes one time. Exactly. And it does. It does only take one time. It does. <laughs> but you don't know when that time is going to be. Exactly. So just use protection if don't, you don't have kids. Don't. <laughs> um, or the safest sex to have right now is the sex with yourself yes. because of coronavirus. Yes. <laughs> have safe sex. Also, <laughs> clean toys. Like clean everything yes. right now. Clean everything. Um, oh, okay. So this is getting a little off topic, yeah. but we're in the second season of 90 Day Fiance and someone was helping one of the guys get his like room together for her arrival. And she was like, maybe you should clean your sheets. And I was like, what do you mean? Maybe. What? Why are they already not clean? Yeah. What? Yeah. The, there are some people on this show. <sighs> I can't. It's, it's a lot. Like that is, uh, I am. Mm very excited though because like the second season is all new people and i've been told that we're going to go back and see some people from the first season i am very excited to see where they ended up and if they stayed together and there's this there's this one couple on season two where i'm just i i don't know that he's here for the right reasons (laughs) a lot of it i'm gonna end up watching this i know i'm going i'm sorry it's on hulu (laughs) i'm sorry you have like the first season it's all men in the u.s and women coming from uh-uh. other countries. The second season does have a woman or two women who are American with two men coming from oh. other countries. And one of them, I am not convinced he's not here just for his green card. Cause I, I, I don't know. <laughs> are they supposed to be there for more than their green card? Well, they say that they're there because they love the person, but I don't know that I believe that. Because basically, the, as I've learned from the show, so everything I'm about to say is literally from the show. I guess if you're dating someone who lives in another country and they want to move here to marry you, apply for the K-1 visa. And oh, okay. it gives you 90 days. And you have to get married within those 90 days or else that person has to go back to their okay. country. So most of these people have only spent two weeks together together total physically it's all like this like through the internet yeah they live in different countries um except for one one this season actually the other woman who lives in the u.s she's in nicaragua doing work there and met a guy there so that's like the one exception where the rest of them all met online and like i mean just to be fair i have a friend who met her husband he lived Mm -hmm. uh what he is in Portugal still. I was about to say he mm-hmm. was, but he's still there. And she was uh, in DC and they for years and, but she moved over there and I don't, they didn't get married immediately. So I want, I'm Portugal must have different. This must be different yeah. rules. Cause or, or maybe there's a different visa oh, that you can apply for. Yeah, she, I, don't I think know. she went over on a student visa cause she's, oh, okay. she's still in school technically. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Yeah, I don't know if this whole K-1 visa rule thing yeah. is specific to the U.S. I have no idea. But it's it's insane. But Yeah, there's a lot there's of, one, like, you know, um, it is very different to date someone online and in person. Because you've got to figure out if you're used to their tics and stuff. And, and, and it just, it it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much. It's... I am very curious to see how things go. I'm going to watch. And there's a million spinoffs. So if you go to Hulu and just put in 90 day, uh-huh. see all of the different ones that show up because a million showed up. Okay. Thank you. And I'm like here for all of these spinoffs right now. <laughs> so the quail and rose petal sauce. Yes. 
Yes, we are a year out from the wedding because um, basically Rosaura and Pedro are living on the ranch. Yes. And he brings in like a dozen roses or something for Tita to celebrate her first year as the head cook since Nacha passed away. So it's a year since the wedding. And honestly, I was just like, poor Rosaura, because she's pregnant. Yeah. And her husband comes in with these beautiful flowers. They're not for her. No. They're for her sister. Who she knows. Like, she knows that She's he was originally coming to propose yeah. for Tita. Oh, yeah. But it's still, like... Oh, yeah. Pedro, think before you do things. Yeah. yeah. She runs off crying. Mama Elena is pissed. Tells Tita to throw that shit away. And she can't because they're so beautiful. So she makes the uh, quail in the rose petal sauce. Yes. And... I did find it funny. This is where we get a tidbit about the one time Rosaura tries to cook <laughs> and the rice was burnt and everyone put up a good front of how, Oh, it's, it's so good. It's like, she kicks Tita out, doesn't want any help. Everyone's like, it's so good. And they all basically spent the rest of the day in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this quail dish, Pedro declares that it's a gift, a dish for the gods. Um, it's so good. Poor Rosaura is still upset and barely eats it. I know he is. He's a little bit of a fuckboy. Um, like mad respect then, that he hasn't changed his tune and like fallen in love with the sister that he's married. But also like, right. I don't right, know. Cause like a lot of people were in marriages of conveniences. Be respectful of your fucking wife. Right. Like you bring roses in. Cause also that's the other thing I was thinking as I was writing up my notes for today. It's the one year anniversary, essentially of her becoming the head chef of Nacha's death, which also means it's your one year wedding yes. anniversary. Oh my God. I didn't even think of that, but Oh my God. Yes. Oh, yeah. how awful <laughs> yeah. are you? Oh. Mm-hmm. God damn. Yeah. Um, so this is when we get another taste essentially of, her feelings because she pours her feelings for Pedro into this quail and poor her sister, poor Gertrudis is she essentially becomes like she's just the, middle the child. conducting. She's the fucking middle yes. child. <laughs> and is in the middle of the two of them, essentially the conducting body for Tita's sensual feelings toward Pedro. So she starts to get like overheated and very like amorous and can't like control it. <laughs> she hoardy AF. For real. Like, to the point where she goes to take a cold shower and the water, like, evaporates before it hits her skin. Yes. Because she's so on fire. I love the description of, like, them getting the shower and, like, the work that it goes into it. Mm-hmm. And how, like, super awesome it is. And, yeah. Then just to have it do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she, like, runs off because she doesn't know what to do. And then, like far away one of the rebels i think is it he's a rebel right yeah yes he catches like this pink cloud floats towards him and it's like the scent of her roses and he like gallops off on his horse towards this to follow the scent to find this woman he doesn't stop galloping like on his he doesn't get off his horse he just like scoops her up yes and they basically start going at it having sex on the horse and he carries her off i like the description of like her going off on a horse naked Yep. And the movements of the horse combined with their movements was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Tita sees all this and she just right. kind of tells her mom that her sister got kidnapped. Right. By the federal troops. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then later her mom hears from the pastor that her daughter has become a prostitute. She's working down at the brothel. Um, which, like, how did Father Ignacio know this? It's a very good question. What are you doing? Uh-huh. I'm just saying. But uh, yeah. Mama Elena ends up, like, burning her birth certificate and... Disowns the shit yeah, out of her. Like, I just... Your daughter... What you know is that your daughter was kidnapped and now she's stuck in a brothel so right. like, for all you know, this is forced sex work. Like she's yeah. become, she's, it's like, yeah. And it's like, I don't know, Mama Elena is very glad when she yeah. dies. Um, yeah. But apparently yeah. the shower still smells like the roses, uh, which is. And then I can't, I can't remember if it's this chapter or later when Tita like can't get the idea out of her head that Gertrude just has no clothes. So she sends her a bunch of clothes. Which was nice. So she yeah. didn't dishonor her no, sister. No, 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 She's like, and when, you know, eventually when Gertrude does come back, I really like that they were just kind of like, oh yeah, hey, we missed you too. Yeah. What's up? Um, Do we know how Rosaura felt about Gertrude going off and... I don't think we learned anything because it was just the sister or just Tita and right. her, the mom that we get. Because I, I can really almost see her later. siding with Mama Elena. Oh, definitely. Oldest child? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... At some point, Rosara has a baby uh, that mm-hmm. they name Roberto. Roberto. And they, Roberto, she can't produce milk. Um, right. And Tita delivers the child also, yes. which is important. Um, and, because Mama Elena and Chencha are up at the market. Pedro goes to get the doctor and they don't get back in time. Yeah. And so there's up to Tita who prays to Nacha and everyone who's listening <laughs> for help. Help me out. Um, yeah. And she begins to produce milk. And Tita. nurses this baby. Not his mom. And that's Tita. a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Yep. The meal for this one, we're in April now. It's turkey mole with almonds and sesame seeds. And she's making it for Roberto's baptism. Yes. And, uh, yeah. I think he, yeah, he just, he wouldn't take anything else. I think she tried other, like, tea and stuff like that. And he wouldn't take it. And so she just thought maybe, I don't, she didn't think that, she was going to produce milk. She just thought maybe my breast can serve as like a pacifier yeah. to shut him up <laughs> or to soothe him. Yeah, he's and then all of a sudden it's sobbing. like, oh, yeah, right. I have milk. Which Pedro sees. He sees this. Yeah. And they start sleeping together. Or fooling around. Um, yeah. Is this when they have sex the first time? I don't know if it's when they have sex no. for the first time or at least they're just like meeting. They don't have secret. sex. Yeah, they don't have sex yet, okay. but it's at the baptism where Mama Elena sees like sparks, more sparks between the two of them, yes. and she decides she's going to send them to go live with her cousin in San Antonio mm-hmm. under the guise of, oh, Rosaura needs more medical attention. Yeah, better help, whatever. Right. Um, and, and so they do get sent off. To be fair, like, Roberto ends up dying, like... He does. Um, who knows um, if he did actually need more medical help or not, but... Right. Uh, so, for May, it's northern-style chorizo, which I don't think I actually broke down the reason for this food. Uh, that is a good... I don't know if I know. Is that maybe what Tita is making when she gets the news that her nephew dies? Has died? Maybe. Because when she finds out that he died, she blames Mama Elena, so she's not going to follow her orders anymore, so she's just done with her and she runs off up into like 
I can't remember where she goes. Somewhere with birds. Yeah. Because Mama Lena orders that the ladder be taken away so she can't get down. Um, and then Dr. Brown comes and gets her down. And the general's there. Oh, they do kiss. They do kiss before Pedro leaves. I forgot that part. That's important. Yes, they do kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, the troops arrive and everything because we're about to meet The her. first time. Um, we're about to meet her new potential second love or whatever. Or are we a little early Right, because... Um, yeah, because the rebels come... Because the idea is now there's no man on the property, which... Right. Fine. Whatever. Um, but then they and, meet her and they're like, mm, never mind. Yeah, because Mama Lynn is scary and has a gun or a rifle or something. Yeah. And uh, they basically... The leader of the rebels says, okay, fine, we won't go inside the house. We'll just take whatever's, like, outside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, we do meet Dr. Brown. Dr. John Brown. Yes. And at some point, do we learn at this point that, like, Rosara eventually, or we learn it later that she has a daughter. Never mind. Yeah, that's later. Yeah. Right now, it's just Roberto and he's died and Tita blames Mama Lena because yes. she took him away because he wouldn't eat. So, um, that's, then we go to June, a recipe for making matches. And she's at, Tita's at the doctor's house and she's not talking. She will not talk. Um, and there's a nice old woman there who offers her tea and is just a comforting presence to her who reminds her a lot of Nacha. Yes. Who we find out later is John's dead grandmother. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I really like this, this like, kind of contrast here because, like, uh, the, the grandmother is Native American. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. And he's, you know, he's teaching and, and science and things. It's not just, like, the family house. Um, yeah. It's a good contrast to what she's been living with. Yeah. Um, and I can understand why uh, she falls for him. Like, yeah. in her mind, it's like a second chance. And, you know, right. for He's all she nice. knows, she's never going to see Pedro again. And right. Very true. Like, it's really healthy that she's moving on. Right. And I do like to, his grandma, he tells her his grandmother's theory, which is that everybody is born with a box of matches inside of them. And they have to find the things that will set off explosions that light the matches. Yes. And if they can't, and that's in order to live, because if they can't, basically their soul, the matches will dampen, they can't be lit, and the soul will flee the body, and then the body is just left cold and defenseless. And Tita felt like that's how she was. Right. Um, and then we skip to July, oxtail soup, which is the soup Chencha brings her. Yes. And that brings Tita so much comfort that she finally speaks again. The first thing that she says, I think, is John, don't leave, because he starts to like leave them alone yes. to like have their own time. And she has him not leave. Um, but that's how she kind of comes back to herself. Have you ever I, like, had that moment where your hat, someone's made something for you and it feels so comforting? I'm okay. So a few weeks ago before everything, um, some friends from work came to Providence to go to Los Andes, which is this Peruvian and Bolivian restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very well known for having amazing Peruvian food, like to the point where friends in Boston who don't live here know about it. It's, great and um one of my friends piero he is peruvian like he lived there until he was 13 
Um, so I've been trying to get him to come down because I was like, I just want to order things off the menu. Yeah. But I'm scared to order new things. Like, what if I don't like it? Because I always get my, like, old standby, Lomo Satalo, which is amazing, but I want to try new things. So it ended up being me, him, AJ, and my boyfriend. We all shared, uh, George, we all shared, like, three entrees. And one of them was a fish dish that I would not have ordered because I know myself. I just wouldn't have ordered it. Yeah. And I took a bite of like the rice with the like juice from the rest of the, the dish. And I was like, this tastes like home. It tastes like my grandmother's cooking. Like she didn't make a lot of fish dishes. It's whatever was in that like juice. There's just some spice in there that just. <laughs> so yes, there was just something in it. I was like, this literally tastes like home. That's awesome. So yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For certain foods and like also songs will transport me back yes. in time to like oh, songs yeah. are such a big trigger for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um Can- any kind of like southern cooking, uh, mm-hmm. especially southern breakfast cooking, will mm. just like occasionally send me back to my my uh, paternal grandmother's kitchen and her cooking because breakfast is just a big or it used to be such a big deal and everybody got together. Now, granted, years later, I found out that was because we were visiting and because uh, we lived hours away. But, mm-hmm. yeah, there's something about, like, the way that yep. she cooked eggs and the homemade biscuits and mm-hmm. things like that. And um, Maybe I'll learn to make biscuits during coronavirus because I do want to learn how to make biscuits. Keep me posted because I, I love that. <laughs> um, I haven't been able to – actually, that was the point when I realized that um, New York wasn't going to provide me – every single thing that I always wanted. Cause you know, they talk about New York's big dreams and you'll find everything yeah. you need, but there's not a lot of good Southern soul mm-hmm. cooking, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And it was the point that I realized how much I love biscuits. Uh, Cause mm, I just was like so, so homesick one day, like two years in and was like, I just want a biscuit. So mm-hmm. yeah, there was this place near me that used, oh, okay. So they closed before Corona. Um, it was called St. Monday. Okay. And they had, in the morning, they had little breakfast things. They had homemade oatmeal cream pies, which were amazing. Biscuits. I don't remember what else, but those were the two things that I'd ordered and coffee and stuff like that. And then they'd close for a little bit in the afternoon and then they'd have like dinner stuff and like, like not big entrees, but like some stuff and then like snacks. And they made really good Manhattans. Like George and I went a few times. They had, they made such good Manhattans. They closed like. I remember we like went and there was like a sign on the door like what's going on. They closed because they were not paying their bills. Oh this was no! Before Corona, yeah. Oh, that's so unfortunate. Yeah, so I was like, no more biscuits, no more oatmeal cream pie. Because yeah. I would just go and get an oatmeal cream when I was working from home. I'd go there and get an oatmeal cream pie. Oh. Yeah. So good. My um, stepmom sent me a care package. I might have talked about this because it came in the la- the week that we recorded last, and. Um, uh, they sent me a box of cheese dip that is from mm. my hometown. Um, there's this Mexican restaurant where most of the food is just crap. But they make the best cheese dip <laughs> on the planet. And mm. like, you can like eat Like queso? It. Like the warm, like gooey... But that's the thing. You don't have to have it warm. It's just as good cold. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So it's like um, that... Like if you think of like you know the Velveeta and Rotel, it's mm-hmm. like I do not like Velveeta. I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. I don't. 
Um, okay. <laughs> it's, but, like, that's all I could, like, think to compare it to is, like, as a base. Mm-hmm. And then, like... Yeah. But they thin it out. And they don't use Rotel because there's no tomatoes in it. But it's got a lot of jalapeno in it. And then it's got mm. um, curry powder in it. Ugh. So, but, yeah. You're reminded... I don't like things too spicy. But at Lucky Taco, my favorite place in Manchester, Connecticut, go there when everything is calmed down. Um, they used to do... They have a queso dip that is just... It's so comforting. It's so good. <laughs> and like they put like pieces of tomato on top. Like I would love more tomato because I love the way that fresh tomato like, just blends with yes. that queso. Oh my God. Yes. It's so, so good. That came at like the perfect because I could just sit. It was like my childhood comfort food was there for mm-hmm. me during like this, the, the start of all this. And mm-hmm. uh, I did not, I used to eat it at my grandfather's house who he's since passed um with barbecue chips which is the most insane Ooh, thing and everybody barbecue. thinks i'm crazy it is one of the best things on the <laughs> planet and i did not do that while i still had some and i went through all of it <laughs> my dad called me <laughs> a couple days ago and was like hey like let us know if you need anything um as things become scarce and stuff and i'm like we're fine i can still get you know the basics like you need to prepare for when it hits you guys um Ooh. but part mm-hmm. of me was also like but if you could send more cheese dip. But I am 31. If you can, it's totally like, I'm not going to say no. Yes. Yeah. But also, <laughs> it's like I'm 32. I can't quite justify how much cheese dip I've eaten this month. So, um, that's all I like. I All I could think about during this was like comfort foods and had anybody like i remember an ex-boyfriend trying to make my favorite food at the time which is super cute um but the 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 memories that brings that brings back for her for this oxtail soup i just it was a really kind of powerful moment yeah Uh, yeah makes her cry to the point where she's talking right yeah and now she'll talk because she just didn't want to before because of everything because of everything yeah. She got really attached to that nephew. Yeah. I mean... Um, that's the thing. She didn't nurse him just once. This was an ongoing thing that Pedro helped keep hidden. Yeah, like... Because um, also he wanted his son to survive. Yeah, and like... I mean, they talk about how much of that is a bonding experience um, mm-hmm. when you feed a child. So I can only imagine. Um, we also... Yeah. I mean... It makes, because, like, just thinking of, like, when my brothers were, when they got to the point of, like, being able to eat, like, the jars of baby food, yeah. like, or even bottles, like, can I feed him? Like, and it's yeah. just, like, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's such a peaceful moment of, you know, I had one, uh, the tw- my dad's twins used to, like, reach up and play with your hair uh, while she mm. was drinking a bottle. And it was just a very mm-hmm. soothing moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tita gets a letter from Gertrude. Um, yes, Chen Chen brings that, yeah. And uh, she Which talks is... about how intense this love was with the guy on the, the horse. And that she, she wore him out. She, <laughs> she's hoping to see him again one day. But um, he left because he, like, couldn't. He was, whew, and that's why she was at the, like, kind of like why she was at the problem. That's where she was able to just not extinguish, basically extinguish the fire to a point yeah. where it was now like a normal level <laughs> i kind of like that it's like kind of implying that like she's at this brothel because she enjoys sex yes it's like yes this is something yes. 
she could leave. She could come right. back. But she could have left anytime. Choosing to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, but then that's when, when Chencha's on her way back to the ranch. Uh, the ranch gets attacked by bandits and Mama Elena tries to help her, but the bandits rape Chencha and they paralyze Mama Elena. Yeah. And Tita has to come back to take care of her. And she does. Um, but everything that she makes for her mother, her mom says tastes nasty and bitter. Can't imagine why. Yeah. <laughs> so Tita does hire a cook who quits after three days because, like I said at the beginning, Mama Elena's a real bitch. She really <laughs> like, is. And, like, she really, and I'm sure. I like, guess we kind of get idea a reason of, why. I guess. That's not an excuse. No, it's not. Like. And also, like, at this point, I could see where she was a strong woman, able to do all of these things on her own, handle her own ranch, like, do her. And now she's paralyzed and can't do these things. Right. I can understand being really just frustrating to others in that sense. But at the same time, she was that way even before she got paralyzed. Yeah. Um, so. Does she find the box of the love letters before or after her mom dies? It's after. Okay. But um, it, because her the, mom the cook doesn't quits. survive too long. No, because the cook quits, and then Tita's the only one left, and so she does cook for her mom. She'll even eat the food in front of her to, like, taste test and show it's not poisoned. Her mom complains, says it's nasty and bitter. She can't eat it, stomach spasms, and she dies, like, a month later. Yeah. And um, then it's after, I think it's after the funeral, because she has the key that her mom wore. Yes. That goes to a box under the bed or in a closet or something that she once found when she was a kid. Her mom got really, the box, her mom got really upset about her finding the box, even though it was locked. Yeah. Um, and she finds in it that the proof that her mother was in love with a guy named Jose uh, Trevino. And that was the love of her life and is actually Gertrude's dad. <laughs> I love how this is presented. So she's got, she finds a diary and a stack of love letters and she reads the diary and finds out that um, it's the love of her life and that she wasn't allowed to marry him because he had Negro blood um, and Ridiculous. that he mm -hmm. was from a group that had fleed during the civil war and which like, I don't know exactly how to put this. Um, it's nice to see racism that isn't just like white people hating other races. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like there was everybody about does this it. moment that it was kind of shocking, but mm. also kind of like cool. It's kind of nice to know that like other people suck. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but then again, other maybe people it was do suck. Mama Elena's family. True. Uh, mm. sure. So yeah, but then all the letters kind of prove that this was going on for a long time. And yes, her middle sister is actually from a different father. Which Sheetha is going to take to her grave until we skip ahead yes. to where she does eventually have to tell them. I, um, I love that. that was... I love that because it's just, again, he assumes that she's just like, eh, I love sex. You know, I, I don't, I'll, you know, open relationships. It's yeah. A super right, so like positive to... thing. Right. To, like, skip ahead, basically, Gertrude just comes back with Jose... Uh, Jose mm, what's his name? Uh, let's see here. 
Juan Alejandres, the general of the uh, revolutionary soldiers, yes. he's the original guy on the horseback. They she find they find each other again. They're together. They're very much in love. Um, eventually, skipping way ahead, they eventually have a kid who comes out fairly dark skinned. Yeah. So he's worried she cheated on him, and Dita's like, "Wait, I got proof. This is just genes. Yeah. <laughs> this is just genetics." <laughs> yeah, she talks about how like. No. She doesn't burn the letters because her mother didn't burn the letters and she just she right. can't bring herself to do it. Um, and also, like, I feel like Juan was going to, like, kill, straight up kill her sister or something. It's a very, one of those, like, it was a very passionate. I said it, like, calm, but it wasn't a calm moment. No. Yeah. No, it's a very passionate, <laughs> yeah. like, we yeah. get into a fight so that we could have very good angry sex kind of couple. Yeah. But they also like to dance, which. Yeah. Um, so when Gertrude is first comes back before she's pregnant, Rosada, I think, makes a remark to, to Tita when Gertrude is dancing with her husband. She's like, that's interesting that she can dance so well because Mama didn't, Mama Elena yes. didn't dance and our, and Papa didn't have any rhythm. And Tita's just like, mm, well, I don't know why. not going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so John goes away for a little while after this. First, he, is it? First, he proposes and then goes away. Yes. Because in August, she's making champandango, which I don't actually know what that is. But she's making it because he's coming to ask for her hand. And basically, yes. since her mom is dead, he has to ask Pedro. And I guess technically Rosana, but I assume I th- I got the Man sense it was... family, I guess. Right. Which I can't with my face, like, enough about that. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a lot. Um, we don't right. ever get what year it is or, like... But I, I mean, I we guess don't. 1800s-ish, but, but... Right. And at this point in the story, we do also get to learn that it's been long enough that Rosada has had another child. Yes. And she had a She was six named... months pregnant. Yes. She was six months pregnant with the daughter at the time of Elena's death, because I think that's what kind of shocks her into giving birth super early. Yes. And they couldn't return for the funeral. Right. Um, and the baby's name is Esperanza. And, and she becomes in, also ends up in the... She becomes infertile. Hmm? Yes. Yeah. Because the baby ends up with Tita a lot in the kitchen. Except Tita won't nurse this child because she will not get that attached again. Yes. Um, but she's with her a lot. And then Rosada has to... Basically, the placenta didn't detach. So her uterus has to get removed. Yeah. Surgically. So... Which, like, kudos to yeah. she survives that because... Jesus um, Christ, I know. Um... So, John comes to Ooh. propose, and right. there's a lot of conversation about her being like, maybe he is my one true love, I'm done, like, I've moved on, mm-hmm. I'm he- like, this is healthy. Mm-hmm. And then Pedro's back. Right, Pedro's, like, jealous, which I'm just like... Fuck you, dude. Okay, fine. I know we got to see from our perspective as the audience that he didn't want to have sex, he only had sex with Rosaura to have children fine but you can't and just because this was your plan of your only way to be close to tita doesn't mean that she has to put her life on hold yeah and also you went away like you didn't try to fight right they moved away lena about maybe he did she's a strong woman sure but still (laughs) um yeah there is also the time because um dr brown was married before and his wife died he has a son from that marriage who, when he meets baby Esperanza, he says something like he wants to marry her the way his dad is going to marry Tita. Yes. And Rosada's like, no, you can't because she's got to take care of me. And I was just like, 
Mm. And Dita's also just like, her heart is just like, are you kidding me that Rosado is going to repeat the same things that our mother did with her child? I can't believe, yeah. Mm. But then that also begs the question of what you were asking earlier. What happens to, like, let's say that happened where Esperanza has to take care of Rosado until Rosado dies. Who takes care of Esperanza? Because there are no other siblings. Yeah, yeah. To go to their kids, yeah. What if you have a girl and then a bunch of boys? Is it the youngest daughter? Or the what if you daughter? just have a boy? What if you have all boys? That's a good question, too. Ugh. Mm. It's a stupid family question. <laughs> so, yep. 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 while John's away after he proposes, Yeah, he sucks. leaves. Yep. I guess some That's things are hard when. to quit. So this is when... Just can't quit you. This is mm-hmm. when she loses her virginity. Mm-hmm. Pedro, they have yep. sex. And first of all, poor girl. Like, she's got to be. No, you know what? Actually, with this story, it started when she was 15. She's probably in her mid 20s. She's not that old. Yeah. But still. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And also, Chencha comes back. She comes back with her first love. Yes. They're married. They're together. She's she's recovered from what happened to her. Um. Yeah, she kind of had it the worst of all, and it's kind of pushed to the yeah. side. It is a little yeah. bit. Um, um, then we go to September. Yeah. Chocolate and Three Kings Day bread, which I, in this moment, have a question about because Three Kings Day is January 6th. Yeah, this was um, a weird, because this is the one where they put the baby in it, right? No, what? no, 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 that's the later cake. But still, I kept getting these breads confused because it's like. Okay, I might have missed that because I don't have anything in my notes about putting a baby in there. There's anything. like a porcelain. <laughs> no, it's got to be this one. Because there's a porcelain. There is. Dolphin. No, because. Yeah, yeah, because you said this is made in January because they were talking about when you, oh, do something. It's a porcelain baby and it's like they put it in the cake because she stares at it for a while before doing so. And because she's making a wish on it. Hmm. Okay, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, I'm looking. If she could bring back a single moment from time, a little of the happiness from those days, she could prepare the King's Day bread with the same enthusiasm she had felt then. If only she could eat the bread with afterwards with her sisters, laughing and joking, just like the old times, when she and Rosara would not have been, had to compete for the love of a man. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. blah. And when she still believed that if she found the doll in the bread, all her wishes would miraculously mm-hmm. come true. Literally mm-hmm. everything she had wished for. Um, I totally miss that. Because I think she puts these wishes into the bread and it's kind of like what comes true because then Gertrude comes back. That's Yes. She is, at uh, this time we should also mention she's worried she's pregnant. Yes. Her stomach is a little swollen and she's missed a period. Um... John is still gone. And her mother's haunting her. Fuck yeah, her mother's haunting her. Which, like, <laughs> that sucks so much. But yeah, because her mom was a bitch in real life, and she totally is yes. in the afterlife. <laughs> and then also Rosaura comes to her and asks her, does ask her for help for the diet, because John, the Dr. John, he prescribed a, a special diet because... She's not been doing well. She's got a lot of flatulence happening and bloating, so the diet is supposed to help with that. So Tita does agree wholeheartedly. She's going to help her sister with yeah. that. Um, and then that's when, yes, Gertrude just does come back. Because she knew. Because her sister, when she arrives, she says she gets... Uh, where is it? 
Well, she's also, um, oh, the, what's the woman's name? Chatita, um, talks about, like, she's like, you, if I didn't know better, you're pregnant. And she's like, why do you? Oh, yeah, someone else says that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that she can always tell in a woman's eyes. Yeah. And Tita's like, what? No. Um, But yes, Gertrude has said that she knew it was the day they cut the three kings bread and she had come for a good cup of freshly whipped hot chocolate. Um, We also have not talked about the meaning of the name of the book, like water for chocolate. Is the Spanish is from the Spanish phrase como agua, como agua para chocolate, which is just basically making hot chocolate with water, and the water basically being just about to like boil over, so like emotions boiling over, which clearly they have into all of this food every time she cooks. Okay. Not every time that makes sense, but like major times, yeah, that she cooks. So it's like the emotions like boiling over. Okay, that yeah, especially with the very long description of like how you make the hot chocolate, how many times it has to boil before mm-hmm. you finally. Right. Go. And while you can also use milk, it's going to be really heavy. Right. Right. I like that. Um, yeah. And that's when we also get that comment of Rosada being like, how can Gertrude just dance? Yes. Her mama didn't dance and dad didn't have any rhythm. Isn't that a song? Yeah. Is it? No, it's mama don't dance and your daddy don't like rock and roll. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we go to October, which is cream fritters, yes. which Tita is making because they're Gertrudis's favorite. So it's still that same time period because Gertrudis yeah. is still home. She's been home for a week, which is longer than she expected to be home. But mm-hmm. she's taking a moment. Oh, she's also like a general or something now, too. Like yeah, part that's of the a, yeah. She is a badass. Yes. Yeah. And not because the man she's with is a general no. by her own right. Yeah. She is a general. Yeah. Um, and this is also when, oh, so Dita does confess to Gertrudis that she thinks she may be pregnant. She confesses her worries and Gertrudis basically, she's talking to her. And at one point she says, I think you should just tell Pedro that you're pregnant with this child. And she says it as she knows Pedro is coming in the house (laughs) so that they have to have the conversation because now he heard her say that. And then she has to finish making the cream fritters on her own, (laughs) (laughs) which she's uh, never done. (laughs) The description, like, right before Pedro comes in, or right before they sit down before Pedro comes in, um, where it's like, she's letting her sister cry on her. Not enough Mm -hmm. to let the fritters burn. Like, she stops her. She's like, we gotta flip the fritters, but then you can cry on me more. I don't care. Just, like, don't burn the fritters, please. Um, I do feel bad for Rosara, though, because, like, she's fat and smelly. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying that. Like, it literally says that she is fat and smelly. And she's making Pedro sleep in another room because she feels yeah. a way about it, too. And, like, he's knocked up her sister. Possibly. Allegedly. Yeah. She doesn't know that. <laughs> she doesn't know, but I'm just saying, like, honestly, Rosara deserves to be whisked off into a love life that she never gets. But it's fine. No. She's got a daughter, I guess. No. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, Gertrude now has to make yeah. the, the the syrup and <laughs> reads the instructions. And I, I mean, I had to I was sitting there. I was like, yeah, I would never have been able to figure out how to do this. Right. Yeah. Right. So she makes, he does help her and it comes and he's in love with her. That's the yes. other thing that that guy that she has helped. He's in love with her. Um, yes. And he helps and 
he's very happy that he was able to help her. And then, um, I don't know, is it their last night that, um, that Pedro gets drunk and is singing outside Tita's window? I think so, yeah. And then Mama Elena's ghost comes to Tita and is like, look what you've done, you're pregnant, your baby's cursed, look what you've done to the family. So finally Tita like just lets it all out about how she hates her mother and that's what makes the ghost disappear. Thank God. But of course, right, but of course it's Mama Elena's ghost so she doesn't go quietly. The ghost turns into like a, like a firecracker type of thing uh-huh. that hits a lamp oil that then splashes all over Pedro and he catches on fire. <sighs> because of course he does. Because that's what Mama Elena does. Yeah. Um, so he's not feeling well, obviously. Right. And Rosaura does witness, um, Pedro begging Tita to stay with him. Um, uh, and she does, she stays by his side. She helps nurse him like back to health, mm-hmm. health, basically. Um, A lot of the worry Tita has about her sister's like appearances. So maybe Rosara is supposed to be really shallow or something i don't know kind of we don't i and maybe this is just because i read it so quickly like we don't get a great read on her she just doesn't seem great all around right because like later we'll skip way ahead rosada eventually tells tita fine you and pedro whatever you're gonna do just don't let other people see because i don't want to be embarrassed that's her biggest thing is appearances and doesn't want to be embarrassed um and then but back to, like, after that, in November, Tita's making billies, beans with chili. This Descucana style. Yeah, be- beans with chili Descucana style. I don't know what that is. She's making it um, because John and his Aunt Mary, who came for their wedding, she's coming. So it's like her first time meeting her. Right. And then I did make a note. Literally all my note says is Pedro being a little bitch. And it's it's when he's he's still recovering, but he's recovering. And um it oh, so that's the other thing. Tita isn't pregnant. The night that she right. tells Mama Elena she hates her, her 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 belly, like her stomach is no longer swollen and her period really starts. <laughs> um stressful so, to you. Right. So Pedro's like, oh, you're going to have my baby and you're going to marry this guy. And she's like, I'm not pregnant. This is what happened. It's not yeah. it's a false alarm, whatever. And he says something about like, you aren't tied to me anymore. A poor sick man. He's just being a little shit. He is. <laughs> he is. <laughs> and like, she's like, I mean, he's sure he's injured, whatever, but. Like he He's ma- also married. He is also yeah. married to Rosaura. <laughs> and also like makes John and his aunt wait like another week or something or something like longer before they can come visit. Like he is just mm. all around kind of being terrible. Right. Um it's after that that Rosaura says, Fine, do whatever. Just don't don't embarrass yeah. me. And uh, she does she does vow to keep her daughter away from Tita because she says basically Tita doesn't have good morals. Which, okay. Okay, yeah. And it doesn't last. Like, that doesn't last. We find out later. Um, But during the dinner with the beans with that style, the chili with that style, is with his aunt. John's like, you can say whatever you want. My aunt's deaf. 
And so they start talking and she's like, I can't marry you because while you were gone, I lost my virginity. That's why I can't marry. He basically says that he forgives her or will forgive her. Yeah. Or does whatever. But that he would still marry her. Yeah. John's a pretty great dude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, He's very understanding because he also says, and if you choose Pedro, I will be the first to congratulate you. Yeah. So. Should have stuck with him, let's be honest. I know. The final chapter is December chilies and walnut sauce where Tita and Chencha are making these for a wedding and we don't know what wedding it is. We don't know right. where we are in time. Um, and we really don't. I, I mean, I guess it's assumed to be many, many years later. Oh, it has to be because it is. they're all grown up. Um, right, because at first you don't know. We just eventually find out Rosaura's been dead for a year. And then we find out this is the wedding of her daughter, Esperanza, and Alex John, Dr. John Brown's which son. Which is so good. I love that. Yeah. Um, I also like the description of walnuts throughout this, like that last walnut on a plate and how sad and lonely mm-hmm. it is and everything. Yeah. It's like, oh, I feel that. I feel that deeply. Right. Which is very true, because like, if you look at platters at like, get-togethers, people usually do leave that last one, because yeah. they don't want to be the greedy one to take the last whatever exactly. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is also where we find out that over the years, Pedro and Tita did, they pushed Rosada to let Esperanza go to school. Um, and then when it came time for this engagement, Rosada was still sticking to, no, Esperanza has to take care of me until I die. And she was pissed when she found out, when she realized Pedro and Tita were on Esperanza's side to not fucking do that. Yeah. Which, like, good for them. And also, like... Right. I mean, if Pedro had taken that stance as well, which, I don't know, with the husband alive, wait, do we know about why the dad died long before this? Oh, their dad? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, it's around. Let's let's go back to that really quick. So, because I was, sorry, my brain process went through, um, if their dad had still been alive, would this still have been a thing? Like, was it just always assumed that men died first? I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so... I don't know. Anyways, so that oh, was where the thought process came up. So what we learned is that the dad died um, because... Oh, Yeah. He went to a bar to celebrate Tita's birth, his new daughter, yes. with some friends. But there, someone who was being mean let out the information about Gertrudis not being his son. Right. And it brought on a heart attack, and he died. Right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, That's a good point. If you, like... Yeah, if the father's still because, alive. Because, yeah, Pedro is still alive here to take care of Rosada, or is it... Because that's the other thing. So there's a there's a big description earlier on of Tita, obviously, when Mama Lynn is alive, of her preparing Mama Lynn's bath. So yeah. is it just that your youngest daughter always has to be the mother's essential, like, private servant, even if the husband is still alive, to prepare, like, her bath and do all these things, maybe? Yeah, like, what's what's the point slash benefit here? I don't know. I just like, there's nothing that happens that tells me. And I guess that's the whole point is that it's, it's a pointless family tradition. Right. And then, right. Which Rosada still wants to stick to. Yeah. Which to be fair, they basically your mom, you -hmm. weren't the daughter that got forced to not marry. So like, to be fair to Rosara, I mean, it's a shit thing. And like, 
if you're trying to portray her as selfish and shallow enough that she's going to do this because it's tradition and her mom had it and also maybe she's afraid to be alone kind of thing but your whole life is shit because of this one rule you married a guy mm-hmm. you don't love who ever loves you because of this tradition and rule so I, it, it is baffling it is yeah um yeah thank god also super cute that alex like waits and like yeah 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 and then it's the question though so there's basically three days of really bad fighting between pedro and tita on one side and rosara on the other of um them supporting the engagement and her not supporting it because she wants to follow this tradition and then rosara dies so it's only three days, luckily. Yeah. And then it's been a year, and now they're getting married. Um. So that night, Pedro and Tita are alone on the ranch, and they have sex. But, like, my question was, did you get the sense that they were having sex all up through this point, or no? I don't know. I'm still undecided. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's supposed to be that she remained his mistress mm-hmm. because T- uh, Rosada said as long as no one knows and I'm not embarrassed yeah do whatever I mean I guess like they had to be because it's not really implied that this is the first time they've had sex in many 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 years it's not the first yeah we saw the first but then it's like so basically when they have sex that whole matches theory that Dr. Brown's grandmother had yes. All of his matches get lit and he dies. So then it's been a long time. Maybe they just. Or maybe it's because it's the first time where they're both truly free to do this. That's true. So I guess she was just dodging, not getting pregnant all this time. Man, we got two really great papers (laughs) if we were in school that we could write right now. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Have so much fun with it. Yes. Um, so yeah, he dies. Like that moment of ecstasy, he dies. So what does she do? She oh, that's yeah. We forgot to talk about this. How she she started making a blanket that when he first 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 started talking about them getting married, and then Mama Lena shut that shit down. Yes. And so when she finds out he's going to marry Rosada that night, she's very cold. So she continues to work on the blanket. She continues to work on it and work on it throughout the years, and it's incredibly long. She covers him with it herself, and she eats the candles. Which, and she basically okay. Uh, <laughs> she's she's trying to like. Let me go back to it. I mean, she's having grief. We all deal with grief in her own way. Yeah, she's trying to light like her inner fire because yeah. now he's dead. How does she light that? And uh, basically, she dies. I just feel terrible for this woman because, like, this entire family, like, I'm really glad this ends mm-hmm. with her catching on fire and burning right. the entire ranch down to the ground. Right. And I hope that right. Esperanza and Alex can go and have a healthy, happy life but, because right. these two women basically had their lives destroyed by this one man. She had a way out, she had the opportunity to get out. To mm-hmm. not be this toxic she did, but bubble. she loved him and she stayed. I know. And when she dies, fair, she sees Pedro in the afterlife. That's yeah, they so get to go off together. Fine. It's her true love. Is this supposed <laughs> to be a like 
I don't know. Is this one of those books? I know this is read in school occasionally. And is it, mm-hmm. supposed, is it like Romeo and Juliet where all these like teens are swooning over this relationship? Like this? I don't know because I don't remember when I first read this. So the beginning of my book says to Steph, like someone wrote in it to Stephanie, keep up the good work Renaissance committee. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's high school or college. <laughs> okay. I have zero clue when I first read this book. Um, I can tell you as an adult, I don't swoon for this no. shit. And I was not here for Pedro's little poor me, like bullshit. Fuck boyisms. Like I was not here for it. I think she should have moved on. I agree. I think out. she should have married John. Like I get it. I get. As, as Though someone... it is a little soured. Cause I do feel like the actor who portrays John in the movie kind of looks like a creep. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> like Outlander. There's a point where, sorry, I'm going to spoil Outlander for anybody who doesn't mm-hmm. watch the show. Um, but the first three seasons are also on Netflix. So like go have fun. Mm-hmm. But at one point there's a war going on and because she's carrying his child, the love of her life, Jamie sends her back through to time to her own time to have this baby because he assumes he's going to die on this, this battle. This is a battle that took out, like most of Scotland or like a good bit of Scotland and mm. the Highlands it um, unified Scotland and the UK and blah, blah, blah. It's um, and so she goes back in time and has this baby and remarries quote unquote. She's still married to her former husband. And for 20 years, she's married to him and like eventually tries to find her way back like there's this whole plot line of like finding out if Jamie, like they find out Jamie lived through this battle and, mm. you know, going back to him and everything. And like when they finally are back together for the first time, I bawled my eyes out. But is that any different than Tita being in love with Pedro? <laughs> okay. It doesn't sound like it's different, but at the same time, I don't know. How old is this person in, the, in Highlander? But like, so in Outlander, it, she is 27 when they first. Okay. Married. And That's, to be fair to Because her, I was picturing her older. She tries, realizes she's mm-hmm. no longer in love with her first husband. They stay married mm-hmm. and she lets him have his affairs. They just have. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like it's just a marriage of convenience for the baby, for the daughter. Yeah. And the only reason she goes back is because her daughter's like, I'm fine. Go. Like, she's 18, 20, somewhere in there. Right. She's like, go, live your life kind of thing. Yeah. But also, like. No, Tika was so young when she met Pedro. Yeah. It's like, but I could, I'm also looking at this from the lens of someone who grew up. I was born in 85. Like, like I remember that whole high school sweetheart thing. And even yeah. realizing at the time we weren't going to be together forever, even though we talked about it. So looking at it through that lens of like you're 15 when you first meet Pedro like you can find somebody else there's millions of men in the world and then she meets John he's very nice it's not even just like that she's content with him she has feelings for John like she she does truly debates whether or not she's moved on and that she is if her love for Pedro could match the love that she has for John now like it's I just, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'd say it the other way around. Like, can her love for John match her love for Pedro? Because that Maybe first love 
fire burning where it's not like they dated and then it fizzled out or something happened and they broke up. It's just he married her sister. Yeah. And that love is still there. It never got extinguished by a breakup, essentially. I guess is this book trying to like say there are soulmates, believe in soulmates and that kind of thing? Or... I mean, it's, it does end on the note of them being together forever because they go yeah. off into the afterlife together where maybe that's where they can finally have their happy ending. And maybe that's it. Maybe that's just the thing is like that's the only way that they could have their happy ending is not in this. Yeah, not in this world. Again, another paper life. topic. Right, exactly. I just don't know what I'm um, supposed to take away from this. As we're Romeo and Juliet, it, it is a cautionary tale. Don't be a stupid shit. It is a cautionary <laughs> tale. Um, I don't know. Because then we also have the story of her mom and her mom's true love. Yeah. And how, that's the other thing. Gertrudis is not the oldest child. She's the second child. Yeah. Which means Mama Elena had her first child with her husband and then was still seeing her true love. So yeah. I guess it's the thing of don't deny your true love if you find them. Because it's never going to go away until, unless you grow apart and you break up. Because Tita and Pedro, they never stopped loving each other. I, you know. Yeah. um, That's valid. Okay. The the way you put that, I I can accept that (laughs) until it either fizzles out or changes and goes away. Yes. I am no longer. Or you just grow apart, whatever it is. Yeah. But, and then, too, at the very, very end, we come back to the narrator. Yes. It's being told by Tita's great niece, so Esperanza and Alex's daughter. Which is, like, I do, I really like that Esperanza and Alex end up together and that they have a daughter. Right. And, um, and that the cookbook, that's the other thing. Yes. The ranch, so Tita eats these candles. She dies, her and Pedro's bodies get set on fire, the ranch gets set on fire, and the cookbook of her recipe survives. So Esperanza cooks, and then her daughter, who I don't think we get the daughter's name, actually. Just nicknamed. Is she named for her? She's nicknamed Tita, so maybe. Maybe, yeah. So she cooks, too. Yeah. Feels very at home in the kitchen, so. I also really like that yeah. uh, none of them could cook outside her. They couldn't understand the book, even, maybe. Yeah. Right. Gertrudis tried. She made her cream yeah. fritters, but she needed help. Yeah. So, overall, I enjoy it. I hope it is taught mm. in schools. I know there's a spark notes on so. it, but um, the handwriting looks like one of my teachers from high school. But I am not sure. But I think I think I read this in high school. Yeah, I hope it is taught because of the, you know paper topics galore. Yeah, <laughs> which is always yeah. fun. I do occasionally miss being a student for that reason. Same, a hundred. Maybe we could do that during quarantine. We just assign each other paper topics. You know, uh, I haven't written anything in about two weeks. Even yeah. though I started this three sixty five thing, my brain fell apart. Um, same because one thousand yeah. percent the yeah. same. I wrote. I'm actually working on an audio drama, and mm. uh, I plotted out the eight episodes that I want to do. Mm-hmm. I wrote. Uh, actually just did a second draft and had someone read through it with me out loud to hear it. Um, nice. So that's done. And now I've been like, yeah, let's start on episode two. And every time I open it, I'm like, no, I can't do it. I can't <laughs> bring myself to write it. So I'm hoping that changes soon. 
Yeah, I mean, I've seen those memes where it's like, listen, during quarantine, don't get down on yourself. Yeah. If you don't write the world's next greatest novel or lose a bunch of weight or get your house totally in order and clean every goddamn thing in your apartment or house, yeah. like, it's totally fine because this is a lot that we're dealing with right now. Exactly. Also, just a reminder, anybody who's sitting there thinking that they are immune from this or that they won't get super sick, um, one, the largest group is 18 to 49. A third of yes. them are ending up in hospitals. Yes. And also, we all knew that at some point something bad was going to happen because it hasn't really, like, exploded here in X amount of years. Um, that's the conspiracy theory side of me. But you're being asked to save your country by sitting on your goddamn ass. Just do it. Yes. Just that's another meme inside. I saw, that we can save humankind by sitting down and watching TV and literally doing nothing. Let's not fuck this up. I've been sitting here debating also, if I should buy another Sims expansion because they have the Realm of Magic one that I've been debating. And like, there's a lot of video games that they're putting on sale and, you know. Uh, Although, you know how much Don't Starve I've been playing? <laughs> no, I believe it. Like, <laughs> the only reason I haven't is because I unplugged my PS4 to use one of the cords for something else and I haven't put mm -hmm. the cord back in. That's the only reason I haven't played any video games. So for now, because then you'll play it eventually. Oh, yeah. We're, I, yeah. I have accepted that I'm in here for a few more weeks, at least. It's going to, yeah. So. And like, also, maybe you might catch this and be fine, but you could then transmit it to someone who would then not be fine. Let's just remember exactly. that. Listen. That even if you are so invincible, you could pass it along to someone who's not so invincible. Even though you're probably not fucking invincible. No, you're not. And you don't know. You're not. I mean... I I have two autoimmune diseases. They have no idea what caused them. They think that it's something like the first one that I have, they like could have been just that I got super sick and it triggered something in my body to create an antibody to attack other healthy cells. You have no idea what the long-term effects of having this disease is going to do to anybody because it's only been around for right. four months. You have no idea what this is going to do. Even if you just like, kind of feel like you have the flu we have no idea so just mm -hmm. stay quarantined it's fine it's mm -hmm. you know life's gonna go on in the grand going scheme to get a vacation exactly. at some point right in the grand scheme of things this is a drop in the bucket yes also if you're working from home friendly reminders um if you were in the office you would not be expected to answer every email immediately uh, mm -hmm. would take time mm -hmm. away from your desk to do things like go say hi to people, go get coffee, go to the bathroom, things like that. So don't feel that you're tethered yeah. to your desk um, and get fresh air. It's cool if you don't want to have a schedule. I am someone who by having a schedule, my brain feels better. My, I feel mm -hmm. more in control. It's cool if you don't want to schedule anything. But do try to make time to take at least 10 minutes to get air outside of your dwelling. Yeah. I would also say, so things I learned. So when I worked for the disability company before mm -hmm. my current company and I worked from home two days a week, I could just roll out of bed and do the work day because I was going to like shower and go to work the next day. Yeah. When I started working from home permanently, I found very quickly that shit puts me in a funk. And it's something about like... I go to the bathroom and I wash my hands and look up in the mirror and my hair looks crazy and I haven't washed my face. Like, mm -hmm. do those things. Yes. Wash your hair. Wash your face. Maybe put on a little makeup. Why not? Wear something. Yeah. I would also say change. Like, I don't wear, like, I wear sweatpants. I don't wear sweatpants. These sweatpants to bed, the ones that I wear during the day. Right. I will wear them at my desk and then wear, like, not 
night clothes shirts. Yeah. <laughs> like just get out of those clothes to just change your mindset and also have your lunch outside of your office or away from your desk. Like just get away. Even if you're just going to sit in the living room or at the kitchen table yeah. to have that separate space. It's, it definitely helped. Those, those things definitely helped me a lot. And breakfast. I didn't always eat because I would bring my breakfast to work on the days that I went to work. So right. I was like, oh, I'll just eat while I'm working. And it's like, well, no, because I'm not commuting. So I can just eat at the kitchen table yeah. or in my living room first yeah. to separate that. Um, seconding all that because the best that I felt this week was the day that I put on a dress that I would normally wear to work. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I... Thankfully, yep. I'm erratic with my showers. I don't always shower in the morning and I don't always shower at night. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's gotten even more erratic about which way I go. Uh, so that, yeah. you know, just and don't stay up till 2 a.m., you know, mm -hmm. just because you can roll out of bed. Don't yeah. do it. Or if you do it, don't only do it once in a while. Yeah. Don't do it every night. And just oh, also, when you're in there washing your hands repeatedly, brush your teeth <laughs> at least one of those times. Yep. And, and then lotion your hands because your hands are going to get dry after washing them so many times. Yes. Oh, my God. I've not used so much lotion in my life. Um, and clean your phone and your credit cards just occasionally. Yes. Um, if you go outside with them, clean them after you come back in. We're going to be fine. We're all we're, you know, going to get through this. We're not all going to get through this, unfortunately. But uh, and it's OK that if you are like us, where you're suddenly like the things that you do that you love that you find you just can't do, like reading. Don't beat yourself up over it. Right. You know, I'm hopefully going to pick up crocheting again this week because I have mm. so much yarn that it's like, why not just make things? Keep my yeah. hands busy. Uh, Our cross stitch project I could be working on. Because there's a good chance that anything that I work on or anything that I watch or read during this time is always going to have the connotation of the mm. uh, coronavirus that you may not ever pick it up again. I get it. I totally get it. So just take care of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we are going to try to read more, hopefully. Yes. And hopefully... <laughs> Thinks even uh, if the curve isn't flattening quickly, which I don't think it's going to. I think we are past that mm. point, in my opinion. Um, I'm hoping the news can't get worse. But then again, I am also to the point where we are basically um, sheltering in place, um, which is not a term that my governor uses because it's a term used for shooters. But that is essentially where we are as of 8 p.m. tonight. Um, so three days ago, four days ago for when you're finally listening to this. Um, so I get that it's going to get worse if you have to get to that point. Um, but I hope that you can find some kind of new normality after that. And I'm hoping that is my hope for this week is that I can find some new norm normality. Yeah. That's so, all we can do. Yeah. So I'm going to try to read Unstoppable Wasp again. Uh, I did actually take the time and put, I'm looking at my list, I've got a whiteboard behind my computer that has all the books that I need to write a review for that I read and then all the advanced copies of books that I need to read <laughs> and all the writing that I always am working on, working on, quote unquote. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm going to try to read Unstoppable Loss, which I talked about two episodes nice. ago. Um, do you know what you want to read or... 
Can I be super general and say it's going to be one of the books I got for Christmas from my sister because she gave me three and I can visualize them on my bookshelf, but I'm not at home, so I can't go run and look. Yeah. And you know what? I like okay. a surprise. <laughs> All right. I like a surprise. All right. It's going to be one of those three that I got for Christmas. I also... Um, Might have actually been more than three, but... If you're listening to this and you need book recommendations or comic recommendations, hit one of us up on social media. Um, mm-hmm. I actually am running a couple book clubs right now. So if you need anything, yeah, just hit us up. Um, next episode, we are going to be reading a book. Oh, my God. We could not have planned this better. A book that is supposed to make us laugh. Uh, Yay! We have asked our friend of the podcast, Ollie Brady, um, because he has not been on in forever. And yeah. we need that Irish, like, jovial mm-hmm. uh, man him. to come back on. Uh, and he recommended uh, Reaper Man by Terry Pratchett. It is a book in the Discworld series, um, which I know nothing about. Same. Okay. Same, same, same. Cool. We're going to be in the same boats. Um. So hopefully we can find a good new series out of this. Um, I don't know if I've read any Terry Pratchett outside of. Oh, shoot. What was the miniseries that came out last year? Good Omens. So, uh, nice. I haven't read any, I don't think. Okay. Um, yeah. So are you doing anything else uh, and that people can find you anywhere else? Anything? Nope. Okay. Just here. Cool. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I can be found on Minds at Yerk. Um which this will come out before so I can say this. Um, we are going to actually take a break from our normal reading um, and do an Altamorph, which is the, they put out two of these. They are, um, oh, choose your own adventure. Um, so Alex like has this. figured out a way to do a podcast episode with these books. Uh, okay. So instead of, and, and because, uh, oh, throwing this in because uh, he will be on in a few episodes but also because he co-hosts uh, Minds at York with me be nice to your grocery store people um, mm-hmm. if you can mm-hmm. buy them a drink or if you can tip them a little bit more or tip them at all or anything just be right. nice like at they the have very to least there. don't be an asshole at the very very least don't be an asshole and say thank you um, right I, so I said this before we started recording, went to Trader Joe's yesterday, and as I was walking up, there was a line. Okay, so I assumed it was some type of staggered entry. So I just got in the line. We just got in the line, just waited. Um, and the guy announced that they were trying to limit the number of people in the stores so that people could spread out more and just to limit physical contact. So it was basically a once one person comes out, the next set of people can go in. Um, it did get a little backed up at the register, so he stopped letting people go in as people were coming out, which totally fine so many people came up and a either tried to ignore the line and go inside and the amount of times that poor guy had to say the line is down there even though there was like a sign in front of the store poor guy and then also people like questioning why it's just like they're doing this for us don't be a dick understand what's going on and if you don't like it i guess you can just leave angry like some they didn't they didn't seem angry but they seemed annoyed just leave them just leave don't be a jerk to these people because they're trying to, they're doing what they can so that we can get the stuff that we need. Also, don't panic buy. Don't take every right. roll of toilet paper and every freaking roll of paper towels. Right. <laughs> like it's everything of chicken breast and everything of, like, don't do that. No, there's no point. Just be As someone nice. who is currently, like, I think as locked down as the, the country is going to get unless we do turn to martial law. 
um, which uh-huh. I don't think it's going to resort to that unless we hit the point yeah. where our hospitals are too full, which is a very, yeah. very high chance still. Um, but our grocery stores are still open. We are still getting deliveries. Um, so just don't panic buy. It's okay. Right. You know? going to be fine. And if it's not something you don't normally eat, like, don't assume you're going to need it. Because, like, flour is being right. sold out everywhere because everybody wants to try to bake bread during this. It's it's fine. Like, if that's what you want to do, cool. How much bread are you baking? How much? <sighs> like, come on. I said I wanted to learn how to make biscuits during this. I'm probably not going to because I know exactly. myself. <laughs> I actually bought stuff to try to make meatballs, which... Um, because I actually have a functioning working working oven, and I'm trying to slowly cook more kind of things. And you know, why not? But that's also because things like breadcrumbs aren't completely sold out. I wasn't going to try something new with things that are, you know, considered precious. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um. So yeah, because of our dear friend Tim, who uh, manages mm-hmm. grocery stores, and how much this is, you know adding to his life just be nice to your grocery people they don't really want to be exposing their families to this more than they have to anyways but they are going to continue working because they are finding out how essential they are to society so um so be kind or stay the fuck inside if you can't be (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah, we'll be back in two weeks, hopefully with our heads on a little bit lighter and yeah. um, hopefully with a laugh or two. At the very yes. least, a very soothing Irish voice. I'm so excited to have Ollie back on. Me too. <laughs> um, so until then, uh, we normally say support your local libraries. I'm assuming most of them are starting to shut down. You can yeah. help your libraries by checking out ebooks and audiobooks through overdrive and Mm -hmm. libby um if your library doesn't have that the uh new york public library has opened up i think it's three hundred thousand. it's either a hundred thousand or three hundred thousand um of their own ebooks for people who for people who aren't in new york um audible has opened up uh, it's like several hundred books for kids, um, audiobooks for kids. Um, I know that the Harry Potter J.K. Rowling just waived the licensing fee, so uh, I think you can get Harry Potter through Amazon, if I'm not mistaken, for free. Nice. Uh, an ebook. Um, if you do have a local library that you love, um, Libro.fm is currently running a special where you can buy a monthly credit. Um, it's $15 and that the proceeds directly go to a hundred percent to the bookstore of your choosing. So if you can't support your local libraries, if they're not still open, honestly, don't even go if they're still open. Just like, yeah, don't, but there are plenty of other ways that you can help out the book industry so that we have bookstores to go to, uh, when this is all said and done. So, yes. Um, Yes, so do that yeah. and continue being kind. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we'll be here. So, yes. All right.